0: This is the EWN Podcast Network. If you're someone that feels like you have a lot to say, but either you're afraid to say it, or you just feel like you're not being heard, then meet Carrie MacArthur. Hi, I'm Carrie. If you have ever felt like you're invisible or that you want to be invisible, like you've lost touch with who you are, I just want you to know that I understand. I was there, and I have spent the last six years of my life reconnecting to myself, my power, and my purpose, and now it is my passion to help you to dare to find your voice. So if you're ready, say, I'm ready. I'm ready. Hola, buenos dias. <laughs> how is everyone today? Um, I just wanted to come on and talk about how I'm feeling right now, and to kind of talk about... Um, the process that I go through to manage this feeling and to be able to make it to the other side. So tomorrow morning, I am going to be teaching my first dance fitness class. So I, anybody who follows me or who, who listened to the earlier podcasts, I did a show with Kendall Nelson, who is the creator and, owner and lead dance trainer person, amazing, shiny, happy, powerful woman, um, called Shine Dance Fitness. And I first found her and her program when I was learning to move my body was my first goal. (laughs) Actually that was that was my first action step. My goal was to find confidence. My goal was to learn to feel comfortable in my skin And to tell you the truth, to connect to myself as a woman, um, it was something that I, I knew I was a woman. I had no, um, question about, you know, femininity or, or, um, you know, I, 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 I've never felt masculine. I've always known I was female through and through. However, as far as being a woman, as far as womanhood, as far as, um, femininity and, um, sexuality, even all of that. I never quite connected to it. I just kind of stayed separate. Um, (laughs) Emotionally, we'll say that. And I was ready to own my whole power and to really, I really wanted to understand what it felt like to really feel comfortable in my skin and to be able to show up in that full power of being a woman and being a human being and being somebody with a voice to share and to speak up and to shine and um my first assignment if you listen to that podcast or I may have talked about it in others um was to just move my body for three songs that's all and (laughs) it was so scary for me it's so crazy um I didn't know how to just do that I needed somebody to watch um it was just made my brain foggy you know The nerves, the emotional... It was more than nerves. It's like emotional disorganization. Just that chaos in my mind made me feel petrified and paralyzed and I would cry. So I thought, if I have something I can watch and copy, I can copy things. And it didn't have anything to do with rhythm. Um, I'm musical and so I have rhythm and coordination even is um, not horrible. It was an emotional thing, completely 100%. And so I went on YouTube and I started... Um, searching for songs that were on the playlist that I had created um, to put words of confidence and of woman power and of um, self-love into my mind. So I, I created this playlist. I reached out to a friend of mine and asked her for woman power songs that didn't um, emasculate men, didn't bash men, and also weren't um, too... I guess for me, um, risque or too crude, I guess I have a, <laughs> a anyway, I, I like, I have a certain level of, um, of that, that, I like to listen to. So, um, anyway, she sent me this playlist of amazing songs and I, I thought, well, if I'm going to be listening to them anyway, I'd pop it in and I'd listen every morning and I'd get that, those words into my mind. And I started creating these affirmations in my mind. And then, um, I thought it'd be awesome to be able to dance to those same songs to add more, um, stimulation, more neural pathways to that message that was being introduced into my mind. And I found Shine Dance Fitness through YouTube videos for some of these songs. One of them was, um, it was I Love Me by Megan Trainer, and that song. <laughs> that song has been really powerful for me at first honestly when I heard it on the on the playlist I thought it was very annoying um because of the message and I wasn't ready I hadn't in the past been willing to accept that message of I love me and um it was catchy tune and it's one of my favorites now because of what it does for me um but I was ready to change that. And so I continued to listen to it. Normally I would have like deleted it off the playlist. That would have been my old self. Um, and I was willing to push my limits a little bit to be able to reach the goal that I had for myself. So I, I found dance to that. And, um, there was also can't fight the feeling by Justin Timberlake. And that's my girl. And I honestly don't know who that's by. Um, those were some of the first songs that I ever moved to. And I copied, and I did three songs, and then I decided that I wanted to be able to do more, and so I um researched them. I found their website, and I subscribed to their online classes and fell in love. I fell in love first with um her with Kendall Nelson's power and her energy in her. She was funny, she made me feel comfortable, I felt like I was right there in class, she was very welcoming, very warm, and it was something that um became like my little, my tribe, an online tribe of women. So there was Kendall and there were a bunch of other women that I got used to seeing and that, you know, they became my friends. And so I did that podcast with Kendall. And as I, um, let myself do more and more songs, I started to feel that connection to myself and it was very powerful for me. And it still is very powerful for me. It's something that I've, I've come to, it's become one of my daily rituals. Um, as often as I can, I will go down and shine to at least three songs and sometimes for the whole hour and it's a great workout. So, um, along that pathway I did the the podcast with Kendall and um, she mentioned, you know, you should become an instructor. You should certify as an instructor and I was like, Oh, why? Why would I do that? And then I was thinking of retreats that I like that I wanna do and how dance has been so transformational for me. I knew I wanted to include it. In, in my retreats. And so I got thinking, if I'm going to use her choreography, then I would want to be certified so that I could legally share it with my retreats. And the number one reason to tell you the truth that I made the decision to go be certified was I wanted to meet Kendall face-to-face and I wanted to be able to spend some time with her because she has great energy, right? Um, and it was, it was amazing. And while I was there, I learned how much fun it is to dance with other people. I before was like, no, like, you know, I hide in my basement, I lock my door, I move and it's for me. And I I was, I danced harder and I moved bigger and I just had a really great time. And so I thought, well, maybe instead of just using it at retreats, I'll start a class. So I'm starting tomorrow morning. And that was a really long introduction to what I'm feeling right now. So I've not been nervous. I've been excited and I still am very excited. Don't get me wrong. I'm so excited about it. Just today, actually last night, I could not sleep. I started going through all of the routines in my head and I started trying to figure out what I was going to say and I got in my head and I got really nervous and I started thinking about, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no, I'm not a fitness trainer, I'm not even a dancer. I just am learning to do this and you know, I'm not good at it. And then my other voice would say, well, you're not, you're not trying to be like this fantastic dancer. You want to get a group of women together to dance together. <laughs> and that's the point and get a good workout in the process. So I was fighting myself and finally I woke up. Um, I actually wasn't asleep. I got up and I went downstairs and I went through some of the routines and, um, and then all day today I've, had other things to do. And it's been on my mind, you know, I'm just going through the routines, going through the routines. And there's a few that I'm still not necessarily confident about. And I'm going to do them anyway, because they're a part of the, of the, of the routine of the whole, um, workout. And it's good for me to push myself. (laughs) And the, the, the workout part of it is, is awesome. And that's what I'm going for. So, so I'm having this little battle in my head and I'm, feeling really nervous so i'm i'm going over the songs and i'm you know watching them again and again and again and i'm moving to them and i'm all of that okay so that's where i am and this is how i feel i mean i'm just feeling that nervous feeling like what if what if i mess up what if i forget what if i you know teach them wrong and da 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 da, da and all of those what ifs and all of the things so here does that sound familiar like do you ever know that you want to do something and you're very excited about it? And then when it comes to the point, it, you, you talk yourself out of it almost and you start to get really nervous. And and then um, I've even had times like when I sing and I know a song really well and I, I'm confident when I sing it, when I practice it. And then I get up on stage and I get in my head and I start to notice all of the people watching and I start to focus on what if I make a mistake? And inevitably I make a mistake and my voice will crack and I'll get all you know, snotty in my, my voice will get, you know, or my mouth will get really wet. And then I choke on my own spit in my mouth, you know? So why do we do that? How do those nerves even create that kind of a visceral response? And more than that, like, how do I not do that? It just seems to be so natural. It just happens every single time. It's like who I am and I'm just nervous. No, I'm not. And so here's the, here's the, the gist of what I'm saying. And I'm I'm just, I'm wanting to be really real right now. And I'm wanting to help people to see that first of all, if this sounds familiar, it's normal. And I would be really surprised if um, everybody on one level or another, or at least one time in your life have felt nerves similar to this, where it's like to the point of like either wanting to quit or just wondering why you can't perform as well. As you practice, or you know whatever it is, um, and then how how do we get out of that, and how do we work through that? You know, am I am I going to c- cancel the class? No, am I going to get there and cry? Maybe, <laughs> no, I don't think so. And I want to do a really good job. Okay, so here's here's the here's the metaphor, or the lesson, or the the principle. There we go. There's the principle of of the steps that I'm going to give you and I'm going to give it to you through a story or a book that I'm reading actually right now on my Discover Your Voice book club on Facebook it's called The Magician's Way and it talks about a man who is dealing with a situation in life where his goal got cloudy he had a dream he was living the dream and the dream didn't end up being what he thought it would be it was harder than, than he thought And other things in his life started to fail. So he felt lost and he was looking for an answer. And he, somebody suggested, actually several people suggested that he take a golf lesson from a particular teacher. And he hated golf. And every time he would try to take a lesson to improve his golf game, he would just feel horrible. Like he was never going to be good. He couldn't improve and it just was a horrible, he hated it. It, those all those feelings, all that I'm not good at this. I suck at this. I'm never gonna get good at this. Why even try? I hate it. I hate, you know, Do you ever feel that? Okay, so um, he had nowhere else to turn, and he decided to listen to his friends. And the whole way he's like, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I have no other, I have no other answer. So he went, and basically this teacher was different, obviously. Um, and what he learned was when he would focus on all of the steps to hitting the ball, you know, the perfect way to stand, the how far back to bring the club, how to hold his elbows, um, how to twist his wrists, which iron to use, you know, how much velocity, how, all of that. He was focusing on all of the things, all of the steps, all of the, the nitty gritty. He was focusing on the how of, of his goal. And he was focusing on the fact that he couldn't do it. And then he never had been able to do it. And he was focusing on the discouragement and he was focusing on the nervousness and he was focusing on all of those things. And to tell you the truth, when we focus on things like that, we focus, on what we focus on, we find and we get more of it. You know, have you ever focused on how horrible you're going to do at something and then prove yourself right? And then like, see, I told you I can't do that. I remember as a kid, there were so many times that there was one time I walked by this hot pan, it was Thanksgiving, tons of people, hot turkey pan. I walked by and I burned my arm and I wouldn't walk past it again because I was so afraid of it. And I kept saying, I'm going to burn myself again. And they're just go past it. No, you won't. I'm like, yes, I will. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. And I walked by it and I totally burned myself again. That was a huge lesson for me. Even as a child, I was like, wow, (laughs) I told myself I was going to burn myself and I did two times. And so, um, I mean, that's how it works. And so what the golfer or what the instructor taught this man, he said, pick up a golf ball and throw it at that tree. And I don't, that wouldn't have worked for me because I can't throw, but I mean, and that's what I'm focusing on. Right. (laughs) This guy apparently was a really great, he'd always thrown rocks at trees. It was something he grew up doing and it was, he knew he could hit the target like spot on. And so the golfer asked him, "So what was the difference?" And he's like, "I don't know. That's easy for me." And he's like, "Why though? What do you focus on?" He's like, "I don't know. I don't focus on anything. I just throw the ball." He's like, "I'll pick it up and throw it again and tell me what you focus on." He's like, well, "I don't know. I just see the target. I just see where I, where I right where I want the ball to hit the tree." And ta-da, that's the answer, right? So you know they worked on that. They worked on that, and he would have times when he would hit it spot on, and then he would have times. You know, in golfing, not just throwing the ball now He's back to swinging the club He got to where he could hit it spot on And then the very next swing He'd go back to totally hitting it off course And hitting it out into the rough and, and um, what he figured out was Every time he, you know, would hit it He would then start thinking either Oh, I've got to do it again I did it once, now I can do it again and And got caught up in his thoughts And stopped focusing on the goal And it sounds easy, and it almost sounds too easy to be true. The truth of it is, though, it isn't easy because our brains are crazy. Our brains are are funny. I think human beings are funny creatures, actually. I'm very fascinated by people, and I'm one of them. And I laugh at myself often because I know exactly what I'm doing, and I still do it because I'm normal, right? So those little thoughts, whether I'm thinking on, you know, what if I forget the choreography tomorrow? Or what if nobody shows up? Or what if I don't know how to work the music? What if I don't know what to say? What if I don't know how to cue the people? You know, what if nobody has fun? What if somebody gets hurt? What if, what if, what if I don't have enough cardiovascular um, stamina to endure the class? What if I sweat so much that it's just ridiculous? You know, all of these things. And focusing on those is making me feel really nervous. And it's making me like want to back out, you know, that fight or flight or freeze feeling. I'm feeling that. And I'm not going to back out because I have people counting on me. Number one, I know people are coming. And number two, I've learned how to manage it. I'm not, I'm not perfect at it. But here's the thing is if I can go and I can focus on the fun. So during, I know that tomorrow morning, I just know because I know myself and it's normal and I'm fine with it. I know that I'll have jitters and I know that I'll have nerves and I probably will make some mistakes. And that's okay because I'm my goal is to have fun. And so I'm going to look for ways to have fun throughout the whole thing. I'm going to, um, you know, have fun talking to the ladies before. I'm going to have fun explaining to them the process of, you know, um, how the, the moves are going to go and the philosophy of the class. I'm going to have fun modifying for the steps that, have, you know, that can be modified. I'm going to have fun laughing at myself if I mess up. I'm going to just have fun listening to the music. And I'm going to feel really good afterwards. And it's going to be a great workout. I know it's going to be a lot of fun. I know that people will enjoy it. I know people will come back because, because I did. And I didn't dance. And I was afraid to dance. And it worked for me and it makes me feel good. And so when I go and I focus on all of those things, I focus on my goal. I remember why I'm doing it in the first place. I'm not doing it to become the best dance teacher in the world. I'm not doing it even to start a dance business. I'm doing it because I know how it makes me feel. And I know how much fun it was to dance with a group of ladies instead of by myself. And I know that I want to be able to share that magic with other people. And I know that I've had several people ask me if I would please do a class because it looks like a lot of fun. And that's my goal. And that's what it takes. And now, how do I make sure that that happens? It's practice. It's practice. It's what every day when I'm going throughout my day and I'm noticing that I start my day with my intention of having fun or my intention of feeling confident or my intention of getting a lot of things done. I start my day with that. And I do things that help me to feel that. So if I have the intention of feeling confident, then I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to shower. I'm probably going to exercise. In fact, I'm going to dance. I'm going to shine because that makes me feel confident. It's something that I've learned through practice makes me feel confident. I'm also going to find a good book. For me, it's always the scriptures first. The scriptures make me feel good. They make me feel confident. They remind me who I am. They remind me where where I come from. And then I go to a good book that reminds me about mindset and how I can get way off course if I worry about all the steps and actions and I can, if I focus on my goal, I can hit my target and that it takes practice and I remind, remind myself of those things and that it's, I'm human. I get in that good attitude, that good spirit. Then I go down and dance. I get my blood pumping, which releases endorphins that help me to feel good. you get where I'm going with this? I put myself into action to feel that way. I know how I want to feel. And then I do things to help myself feel that way. And I keep my focus there. Now, as I'm going throughout the day and, um, you know, something happens and it throws my schedule off course and it throws my thoughts off course, I feel it. And I notice that I'm not feeling like I want. And it takes me some, it takes me some time. It's not an immediate thing for me all the time. Sometimes it is depending on what else is going on. I don't know, depending on a lot of different things. So sometimes it might take me some time to notice that all of a sudden I'm feeling off and I'm not feeling the way I want to feel. I'm not feeling confident. I'm not feeling happy. And when I notice, sometimes it takes me time to want to care (laughs) because honestly, sometimes when I'm in that mood or I'm in a frustrated state, I like being there. I don't know why human beings are funny people, right? (laughs) Um, And then eventually, I'm ready to switch it. Um, My coach taught me to set a timer. If I notice that I'm in a mood and I don't want to switch out, he set a timer for 10 minutes. And you can choose your amount of time. 10 minutes works for me. And when the alarm goes off, switch it up. So what do I do when I switch it up? I go back to the things that I did in the morning to get in that feeling. I don't necessarily have to go read my scriptures again. But I can remind myself of a scripture or a thought that I had in the morning. Or I can turn on a song that I danced to earlier and remember the way it felt to dance or maybe even just, you know, move a little bit and do some of the steps or even a whole song. What is it, three minutes, right? I can go outside and I can look up in the sky. This always works for me. And I can notice the majesty of the creator of God. And I can remember that I am created in, in his image and that I am a God an embryo. And that makes me valuable and that makes me worth it and that gives me confidence because I remember where my confidence comes from. So those different things, I might read a quote, I might turn on an audio book by Bob Proctor or by David Cameron Gacondi or by Brene Brown or some good positive Earl Nightingale is another one of my favorites. I have a few, (laughs) um, you know, something that's going to get my mood and my energy back service, smiling at somebody, doing something for someone else to get me out of my head, get me out of my own space. Those kinds of things make me feel good. And when I know what those are, I have them in my tool bag, and I keep my tool bag really close to my heart so I know exactly what I need to do when I need the tools. I know where to go, and it really is empowering. It really is empowering, and I promise you that it works. It takes practice again. It takes really understanding what it is that's going to switch your mood. It takes trial and error. It takes doing things that feel out of the mood in the moment that feel uncomfortable dancing is extremely uncomfortable or was for me in the past and now I'm going to do something uncomfortable again to do it in front of people and teach them how and (laughs) all of that so that actually lights me up that kind of discomfort stepping out of my comfort zone adds to my confidence it adds to my ability to feel good it adds to my ability to feel excited and to my ability to shine so That's what I wanted to share with you today. And I'm just going to say it in one last way. If you listen to Mechanic to Millionaire podcast at all, um, my husband Dave all the time is saying, assume the wish fulfilled. Meaning, look at your goal and see the ball hitting the the target. Okay. Um, When we are assuming the wish fulfilled, sometimes that wish is far across the gap. So if I'm standing on one end of the Grand Canyon that wish is clear on the other side and sometimes I try to take that jump to the other side all in one leap and that's impossible isn't it? To go from one end of the Grand Canyon to the other just taking a great big step across the canyon is impossible so it takes steps it's one step at a time and as I go through those steps if I'm focusing on how I have my goal in front of me, and I'm focusing on that I don't have my goal. I'm focusing on that I don't know how to get my goal. I'm focusing on my swing and how horrible it is, and I know I'm going to hit the ball wrong, right? If I'm, going to, if I'm focusing on how I don't feel really confident in this one song, and what if I mess up, and what are people going to think of me, and what if I sweat too much, if those are the things I'm focusing on, then assuming the wish fulfilled, I'm just kidding myself. Because I also have to assume every step of the way fulfilled. Every single step to my big goal is a little wish. And I need to assume that fulfilled as well. I need to wake up and know that I assume that I'm going to have a good day. If I'm going into something that's been stressful before or if I'm worried about it, I assume that it's going to be just fine. I assume that the lines are going to be, if they're long, they're going to move quickly. I assume that the lady at the counter is going to be in a great mood. Even if she's been honoring with everyone else, right? When I get up there, I'm going to smile at her and it's going to help her feel better and she's going to be in a great mood. When I get to this dance class tomorrow, I assume that the music is going to work awesome. Everything, I'm going to know how to work the system. I'm going to know how to unlock the door. I'm going to remember the dance moves and if I forget, we're going to laugh and it's going to be Okay. Everything's going to be fun. I'm going to assume it will be fun. And every single step, assume that fulfilled. Pretty soon, I'll see myself on the other side. And that big wish, I almost didn't realize I was there because I was enjoying every single step of the way. So with that, I hope that that made sense. I hope that it gave you a little spark of information or inspiration and maybe added a little tool in your toolbox. Go ahead and have a really fantastic day, assuming your wish fulfilled, and have a lot of fun sharing your voice with the world. Thanks for listening. the EWN Podcast Network.